Welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast for Saturday, December 18th, 2021, otherwise known as International Rockler Hobby Challenge Wrap-Up Day. That's Da-da-da. right. I'm glad you said international. That, that really gave us some power. It makes it feel more serious than just national. This is something the whole world can celebrate. And it's- accurate. I'm sure we got a lot of worldwide participation. Or at least viewership. Multiple continents. Ooh, awesome. Yeah, we got, over 500, we, we got over 500 posts on the hashtag Rockler Hobby Challenge, a ton of great entries. We're going to run down a lot of our favorites, and we're going to be picking our winners. We've got three prizes, first, second, and third. Does anybody have those lined up on what people are winning? All of this is provided by Spawn. Excuse me. All of this is provided by Rockler, so big thank you to Rockler. Yeah, it's a $500 Rockler gift card for first, $250 for second, $125 for third. Boom. Solid. That's actually really cash. awesome, yeah. I mean, good as cash. Yeah. All right, so let's start with some of our honorable mentions. Who wants right, to who- go first? Each one of us is going to pick a few of our of the things that we really thought were noteworthy and kind of give a little intro and why we like them. So, Mike, you want to take it away? Yeah, I think we should go one at a time. That way we kind of yeah. just rotate. The first project that I want to highlight is one that's a recent submission, and it is by, I think, at Zeto Zeto. I'm going to say S-Z-E-T-O, S-Z-E-T-O, and it is a wavy mirror that is built out of skateboards. Mm -hmm. So I think this combines two hobbies, you know, like looking at yourself (laughs) and skateboarding. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought this was a really cool project. It's pretty retro. A lot of those funky 70s mirrors kind of have fun shapes like this, but then combining it with skateboards obviously is a huge win. And then he threw in some LEDs as well, so it just kind of took it over the t- over the top. It's yeah, a very a crazy on mirror, trend, even not made out of skateboards. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, it's a very yeah, on time. trend project. Those kind of wavy mirrors. There's a lot of like high end boutique stores that are selling stuff just like that. And so to oh, do man. that, and then to add in the color twist with the skateboard lines, very cool project. And then he's also yeah, got and that's that- such a big panel to have to make to get around a mirror. Like the actual square footage of skateboard glue up is is pretty substantial. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a full length mirror. He's also got the. Uh, offsetting with the lights in the background so i don't know if he actually i don't know if he had tagged that one but there's a different picture or like kind of a before after video that you can see he put it in his bathroom um, right and it, it by his toilet where you want to look at yourself full length <laughs> Hell um, yeah. you got to see the before and after of what you do in the bathroom <laughs> Easy. uh anyway and uh so he put lights behind it and it really makes it pop off the wall like it's doing yeah, it all off the wall off the Ooh, wall, Chris. Off, the wall. off the wall. There you go. There you go. It all it all comes together. Yeah, and I should go ahead and give him like a serious shout out. He also built a full like Ames lounge chair out of skateboards as well. So he does legit legit stuff. So it's a worth or wow, it's a worthwhile follow outside of the wavy mirror. Did we say his name? We don't know how to say it, but Zeto Zeto. Yeah, Zeto Zeto. Okay. Boom. Okay, so this one comes in from. I'm gonna butcher the name. Atelier.morsidin. Anyway, he built kind of a cat. It looks like a bird cage, like a modern bird cage or something, but he carries his cat around in it. And to top it all off, it mounts to the back of his motorcycle. So you can take the cat for a little ride. <laughs> it's also just really expensive looking. Oh, yeah. Like it's like legit super high woodworking. Not the it's cat. Like- <laughs> Cats are worthless. <laughs> But yeah, it's like I don't know. That's a pretty fancy cat. It's got like the leopard spots on it and everything. Yeah, it's kind of got that like flat face too, which I think is a high end cat. It's a bulldog. Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never been a subscript a subscriber to Fancy Cat magazine or anything like this. But this is for sure a fancy cat. For sure. Yeah, this one could be the centerfold of Fancy Cat magazine. It's. One, it's really nice woodworking, and then he really used some brass elements too, so it's not too chunky. And it, the way it sort of situates on the motorcycle, the wood wall of it kind of blocks the wind from the cat. Cats don't like a lot of wind in their face, I hear. And yeah, just really nice detailing. It's, I think it meets, what I really like about it, it's that it's in that area that I think is like perfect for our challenges where it's kind of whimsical, but still practical. Like yeah. it's a, it's, it's so perfect for this because if you really like your cat and your cat likes to go with you places and like see the world, a little road trip with your buddy, it's a very practical thing to make him a really nice way to fit on your motorcycle. But it's not like anyone's going to sort of make that you can, where you can go on Amazon and just buy one. So right. to do that and then to do a really good job and celebrating that thing with a nice piece of woodworking, very cool. 
Yeah, this would be another one that would be very hard to just seeing what what the object looks like to guess exactly what it is. You'd probably be yeah. pretty far down the list before you came up with cat motorcycle caddy. Yeah, it could yeah. be a really fancy bread box or like fruit basket kind of thing too. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go next. This is from another difficult to pronounce name mm-hmm. and it's La Bizuneri. And I think he hails from the French part of Canada, Quebec. And this is just, this is a great mashup. He basically took an old refrigerator, we all like snacks, and then built an arcade that works around it. So you can literally be standing at your refrigerator playing, it looks like Super Mario Brothers, and then just open it up and grab a sandwich right out of it. One, I love the resourcefulness. This is such a maker community project. It's like, I love snacks. I like video games. I'm going to mash them up. I'm going to make it actually work. So super cool project. Uh, It is, it's just funny. I looked at it and it's just like, it's so like kind of like frat house, but more creative and yeah, like retro video gaming. And if you can store a bunch of beer inside, all the better. Yeah. It it also gives you, maybe it could be a, a diet plan too, because every time you go, you know how sometimes like you're bored and you just go look in the fridge because you're not actually hungry, uh-huh. you're just bored. Now you have something to do when you look in there. Right, you game. skip the food, you just go play a game. Yep. Stomp some, Goomba, nice. some Goombas. Yeah. yeah, and now that every refrigerator has a screen in it, like all the fancy ones, uh, yeah. do you think that this is the next, this is where it's going? Yeah. Actually, yeah, and it makes sense too because a lot of games like they'll overheat your computer so if it's in the <laughs> fridge you're good to go it's a real win-win yeah very cool yeah, what would utility. you say it's like yeah, yeah yeah yeah. it's not even liquid cooled it's like it's got a whole compressor unit yeah. to cool it yeah that's funny it's also just a good celebration of kind of like the like the hunter s thompson kind of gonzo creativity that is prevalent on the online sort of community it's like i could do this so i will do it <laughs> Can yeah. this, I will. All right, Mike, what do you got? Second on my list, this one actually is pretty easy to say. It is at Daver Made, D-A-V-E-R, oh. out of Cleveland, Ohio. And what he made is, well, he's calling it the Volca Moog. Essentially, he connected a bunch of synthesizers together in a housing pedal board, just really nice woodworking compartment i don't know exactly what you call it but he basically made an instrument by combining a bunch of instruments and then building a housing out of it uh out of walnut and it just it looks really really cool what do you guys think about this one yeah it's actually kind of um after your story of where you got your start making like the whole pedal board thing right and i remember seeing this project in like early stages and i thought he was just building a pedal board but i had no idea he was going so intricate with it and making such like a nice case around everything so this one for me actually has like one of the best beauty shots of anything yeah. like that, that one shot that he's got where it's tilted up and it's kind of like a dramatic dark image. I know podcast is not a visual media, so go check this out. Dave R made or Dave or made, whatever. It's like a beautiful product shot. Yeah. Like if yeah. I, if I was the company that made any of these synthesizers like Korg or somebody, I'd be like, Hey, can we use that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At first, like I thought they were two different projects, like whenever I saw it towards the beginning and then the one that you're talking about, that photo, it's just it's night and well, not night and day. It's just the the finished project is just so clean. Yeah. It also represents an opportunity for anyone that has a hobby that involves sort of disparate electronic pieces that sit on a desk. Right. So a lot of times when somebody is really into their kind of computer rig or a lot of electronics that sort of plug in the top of their workspace or their desk becomes a maze of cables and all these different things that are different colors. Some of them are black. Some of them are like the the cool looking Apple aluminum. Bringing together one piece that kind of organizes them and unifies the aesthetic and at the same time keeping all the wires kind of hidden is a really nice lifestyle function. So it allows you to leave your, your hobby tools up in a more visible and accessible place but without feeling like your room's a mess. Yeah, he also. There we go. That's some of the music that he made, right? Yep. Can this we hear is that in, on the recording? Yeah, he Ooh. made a really good uh, YouTube video with it where he made all the music for his video, since obviously that's his other hobby. And he even did it where it's like kind of, sp- it goes to like split screen at different parts of his video. And then it shows him kind of like composing the beats in real time or, or the music in real time. Yep. So everybody go check it out. And also post some more videos of this in action. 
like I know there's already a couple up, but there's no reason not to post more. And everybody, go give him a follow on YouTube. I just saw that he's uh, passed a thousand subscribers, and oh, everybody yeah. knows getting the ball rolling is the toughest part, and that first thousand is one of the toughest. So, congrats. Nice. All right, I will go next. This is one we've talked about before, but I really like it a lot. It doesn't involve that much woodworking. It's more <laughs> upcycling. And it's by UCN underscore UCN. This guy just full on made replicas out of Star Wars of different like starships out of trash. And they're, yeah. they look less junky. And he also did that really cool kind of installation art thing where you kind of monochromatic a whole bunch of pieces that don't really look like they belong together. But once you paint everything the same color, it just looks like an art installation. So yeah. UCN underscore UCN. We talked about it before. He's got some really great finished shots up on his Instagram. And I talked to him a little bit. Really nice guy. And congrats. It's uh, it's just cool that he made stuff that looks really nice out of garbage. Like yeah. real yeah, garbage. Some, Not like there's <laughs> a beautiful palette that he like sanded the wood. Like this is straight up plastic trash and now looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's like an old TV or something, didn't he? Like yeah. that's what yeah, it looks I'm looking at it zoomed like- in right now and that's one of the funnest things. Like I can see a computer mouse that you can click, old rotary style kind of telephones. Some hoses. Well, not rotary. These look from like 1992, like LED puck lights, just like things that you would find in the trash. It's awesome. Very yeah. cool. And and he could have just made a Millennium Falcon or a Super Star Destroyer, but, but he, he went both. over the top and did both. So. Extra credit. Boom. <laughs> Extra no, credit. No corners cut. Chris, what do you got? Uh, the next one that I'm going to feature comes in from 42.pursuit. Oh, and yeah. It's a router lifter, but like electronically controlled. So a lot of the work... Uh, it, it, it was more like he was building something for his hobby, which yes. is woodworking. He kind of inverted it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's kind of inverted way to do it. And so if you go to his Instagram, he's got like a lot of really intricate CNC stuff. Like some of the newer things, he's got like a kind of topographical landscape of a volcano. He's got a an Oreo that he the Oreo is off. really cool. And like it's very detailed. And and so he's like a an elite CNCer. I would say, and this router lift that he built. So the way he shows himself demonstrating it is like, if you've ever had to do it where you route a slot through something and I've done it where, you know, I manually lift the router while I'm going, he built this whole switch. So if that was something that you did frequently, like this would be super valuable. And he's got it where it's got like really intricate little adjustment, fine tuning that you can do to it or big movements moving up and down. So it's just a a really cool example of like, building something for his hobby that, you know, they, maybe somebody does make an off the shelf version of this, or maybe they don't, maybe he was just able to do it a lot cheaper, but it looks really functional and, and nice. And also that like the little box itself looks kind of like, it's got that like simple kind of eighties retro tech kind of vibe to it. It's got that kind of old space station command center kind of switches and knobs. Yeah. It's just like a box with five buttons on it and each button or knob like does this one thing. Yeah, and I haven't used a router lift cabinet before, but I imagine being able to like hold your piece and just flip a switch compared to having to get into the cabinet and rotate the sort of the the knob that you normally have to rotate to get it to lift and lower is just so much con- more convenient. Like it's got to be so cool to use that just punching right through the material. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even awesome. Oh, yeah. No, go for it, dude. Go. I was gonna say yeah. Even like so, some router tables you would have to do that. Other ones have like a top thing where you basically like stick in this little sort of wrench oh, thing and yeah. twist it. But it's like in the top plate, right? Even yeah. that, it would be obviously if you were doing like intricate stuff, this would be better. Yeah, way yeah. better. Very cool. Super cool. Robots on robots. Robots to make robots, or no? Robots to make things with other robots. There you That's go. how it works. Robots yeah. improving awesome. robots. All right. So my last honorable mention is going to be really like. Just straight on the head. Like he hit the nail on the head with this challenge, the Rockler Hobby Challenge. It is Ethan Carter Designs and he made ping pong mallets. I think I shouted this out in one of our episodes recently, but I think it's perfect. Like if you enjoy playing ping pong, especially if you have people over to play some ping pong, they're going to always go crazy every time anyone sees these and be like, dude, where did these come from? And then you get to say, oh, I made those, which is like one of the best things about building stuff because then they get to look at them, be like, oh, that's so cool. All that sort of stuff. So I think it's a, I think it's a really cool project executed really nicely. I like the grain and the color of the leather a ton. So big shout out. Yeah, he always does really nice work. Um, and yeah, those are some classy looking, I believe, paddles, maybe not mallets. 
Yeah. Just in case anybody's screaming in their mic. (laughs) Uses a hammer. Ping pong mallets. Ping pong paddles. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Yeah, but it's at Ethan Carter Designs. Yeah, he does really good work. My next one is also one that we've talked about before from Woodchip Works, and that's works with Mm. the E-R-K-S. He's the guy that hung a piano on a wall and turned it into a bar. It's Boom. it's actually what's also really exciting about this project. It looks like he's picked up a little bit of press. He's another one of our Canadian listeners. So shout out to Canada and hell of a project. It's <laughs> one pianos are just spectacular. And as we said before, it's surprisingly easy to find one for free if you have the crew and the truck that can go and pick it up and move it. So he took it kind of apart. It's the grand piano style. Maybe it's a baby grand. He hung it on the wall and then it opens up and it's a bar. This is such a cool kind of like restaurant or hotel lobby kind of feature. Shout out to him and like congrats on like getting the press and, you know, kind of boosting his kind of woodworking custom shop business uh, with this project. So really, really happy that he tagged us in this and let us be a part of it. Yeah, I agreed. And he's got really clean work all the way through, not only upcycled, yeah. but just like straight up woodworking yeah. all the way. Good furniture, builder slash designer. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Okay. So my last honorable mention comes in from, and this is another one that I talked about before, I believe, goodland.wood.co. And he basically made a bunch of accessories for his, I don't know if they're SLR or DSLR cameras, but those type of cameras. It looks like most of the stuff he made, he made out of walnut. So it's this really cool mix of like a sort of, you know, like 70s looking camera where it's that aluminum and black vintage camera look and then mixed with the wood, like especially the one with the wooden handle, the, I think it's the Nikon. That looks awesome. Like I just love the way that aesthetic all looks together. Like that's like three materials that just look great together. It's like fresh vintage. Yeah. I, he has a whole YouTube video as well where he it's pretty cool. He like basically documents him going through it and he wasn't sure how it was going to work out. Um, he did a couple things where he built these lens capses and rather than just, you know, like routing out or cutting out a circle, he actually made the circle out of cutting pieces at an angle so that it comes together kind of like the way that an aperture works where it has like blades that opening or, you know, move to make the opening smaller or bigger. And then adding the handle on to some of his cameras, which made them a lot more usable because the one, the main one that he was talking about is just kind of like flat on the side there. So there's nowhere to really grab onto it. So I don't know. It's just like one of those projects that's great functionally. Plus now he has something that looks unique and looks cooler than most other cameras out there. Yeah, there's one that he did. I've never heard of this camera before, but it's a Calamar SR200. It's the one that he put the smaller handle on and used a little bit lighter tone wood, but it's still like that black and silver body of the ones that he made. That one's my favorite. I think it's like really, really cool. But I also just really like how kind of minimal the handle is because you could still just throw this in a bag. It's not clunky. I think it's really, really, really sick. Yeah, he did. And he did like seven of them. So everybody can go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go look. Check it out and pick a favorite. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we are ready to announce the top three. And we're going to go in ascending order, starting with yeah. number three. So yeah. these are the three projects that are in the money, so to speak. So and if by you money, have not heard. Oh, my bad. I was going to say, if you have not heard your name yet, you're still like your, your palms should be sweating, you know? Yes. Mom's spaghetti. So, Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Coming in at third place. And what are they winning, Chris? $125 Rockler gift card. Is dun, 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 full underscore steam underscore designs. Right. This is the guy that built the hot rod. My guy built Boom. a wooden car. I mean, obviously the chassis <laughs> and all that is the steel and rubber and mechanical parts, but he built a wood body. So he kind of pulled a little bit from some of the cedar strip boat building and canoe building yeah. techniques it's like and an upside down boat to an automobile now i don't want to see the crash test sort of reports on this and <laughs> uh, certainly probably not the safest vehicle but this was a really impressive project and he's been working on this for a while as it it's it's a freaking car 
but yeah. still made an incredible amount of progress throughout this challenge. So I kind of saw him get started on the wood parts at the beginning of the challenge, and he's like steadily made progressions throughout it. And just I love the ambition of this project. And we in every challenge that we've had, somebody has just tackled a project that's just way too much work for any sort of you know internet right. challenge like this. But that's that's kind of what we do. Like it's it's we sometimes we just take on disproportional big projects and we just hammer our way very stubbornly through that. So a celebration of the perseverance, ingenuity, and craftsmanship of this really exceptional project out in Charleston, South Carolina. Full underscore steam underscore designs. Yeah, shout out. It's a fellow Chris. Chris. His name's There's Chris a lot Powell. Of us out there. Well, my hat goes off to this one. How about me? Come on, uh, who's the hat, we'll Mike? All right. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah, that was honestly such a cool project. I don't really have anything else to add though to it. It's just like it's, the scale is insane. Yeah. And just like quality is it's there. I can't car. wait to see that. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see like the finished finished project, like just drag racing it twenty miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's as fast as you want to go in a wooden car. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to number two? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So number two comes into us from. Shoshin Woodworking. And this was one that I felt like this one got started almost immediately when we announced the challenge. Like it's so they were good. right on top of it. And it's custom speakers that they built, but they're very unique looking. They we've I well, they describe them as kind of like avocado. They look like avocado-shaped speakers. And so yep. I think this one is cool because it kind of hits the challenge from multiple angles. So obviously there's a lot of woodworking. It's very well executed. Like it, it's a high end looking avocado speaker. If there was such a thing, it caters to what their hobby would be, which is music. But then it also gives you this really, I mean, like just building your own speakers would be cool enough already, but then to have this very unique whimsical, I'm assuming that's what their kind of like aesthetic and what they would like to have around their house is. So now you have this thing that like, how else would you ever get it? other than ticking all the boxes of this challenge. And there was, I've seen a lot of people do speaker projects and a lot of times they make a wood case and, you know, they kind of just have the speakers popping out of it, cut some circular holes. But this to do the kind of custom grills, the, the level of detail and execution in a really tight space, the novelty of the form factor, the, the choice of materials, finishes from the kind of uh, uh, speaker fabric in the front, Everything just looks so bespoke and custom and one of a kind. It it really looks like what's that Detroit company like? Show oh Shinola Shinola. Shinola. It yeah. looks like something Shinola would make. That's actually a really good comparison. Yeah, because it's just like rich wood, a little bit of brass accents, but it's kind of playing modern and vintage together. Yeah. And it, the thing that I liked about this project a lot, and I feel like Ben, maybe this is this is one route you need to go with the MDF. Is this is all veneered. And yeah. so it's all in MB, MDF shape where he just glued up a lot of the same shape to create the box. Right. And then just sanded everything smooth and then put that cool veneer on all of the sides. So it's it looks like it came from like Brookstone Sharper Image in terms of the fact that it's like production quality. Like when you see veneer like this, you're like, OK, what store did this come from? Yeah. You know, it doesn't look like uh, kerf bending. It doesn't look like it was built with staves. It really does look manufactured in the best way but a thousand percent unique. Yeah. So Chris, what is he winning? $250 Rockler gift card. Boom. Nice. And the respect of every avocado and music lover in the world. There you exactly. go. Oh, and Rockler sells speaker kits. I don't know if you used one of these, but since Rockler is the sponsor of the challenge, I should shout them out. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Rockler. Anybody wants to build their own avocado speakers. There you go. All there right. Go. And now the countdown to the to, first place winner. Mike, give me should, a drum roll. Should That's we say what I was that we say. all unanimously agreed on this one too? Has yes. that happened before? I don't even know. Hmm. Like nobody had to had, nobody had to make a case. I think I think we've always done deliberating for our top three pretty heavy, but this one, all three really came together in a way that we agreed really, really nicely. They kind of all displayed different parts and aspects of the challenge that I think everybody can appreciate. Yeah. But our number one winner, and Mike, drum roll, please. <laughs> It should come as no surprise. It's the Kumiko guitar by makes by make with miles. This project Whoa. right out of the gate 
it, this was a really fun one to follow along. He got started pretty early and the process had a lot of steps and the steps were visually distinct because he had this kind of carved out body and then he did the intricate Kumiko pattern in it. Then there was a resin pour. Then there was like the polishing. Then there was like the hardware and the guitar kind of component placement. And it kept catching my eye as I sort of followed the Rockler Hobby Challenge hashtag. I kept seeing really great shots. The other thing that I really want to commend him is he just crushed it on the content and presentation of this project. Even the in-process shots were very thoughtfully composed and edited. Everything looked good. So it's really cool when the process is as equally intriguing from a visual standpoint as the end product. So shout out to Makes with Miles. Also, he's 17. Yeah, That's what I was just about to say. He's got a bright future. Holy cow. I wish I could, I wish I could build like th- that today. And I'm 26. <laughs> like I wish I know that none of like I know I couldn't make uh, the Kumiko like all match up so perfectly. Like he killed it on this. The the color choice of Here's the other thing too. The resin color choice so tasteful. The wood Oh yeah. looks polished and bright. So the intersections where the geometry comes together, it's the wood is the sparkly part. The resin is the part that fades to sort of the background, which yeah, is a dude. very different way. Most of the time when people do resin, particularly in the guitar, the resin is the flame. And this Let's case, make it sparkly blue. Right. The resin <laughs> is the part that's showcasing the wood. And the wood actually, with that sort of geometry, looks like these little sparkles throughout it. It's, yeah. it's really incredible. It's been a great project start to finish. Congrats to Miles. Yeah, he made... Yeah, and- a whole YouTube video on this. So like everybody go check it out. It's well worth watching on top of everything that Ben already mentioned to add to the aesthetic of it. So like, obviously he has this great pattern running through it and he wanted to break it up the least amount possible, which, you know, most he based it off of a Fender Stratocaster, which normally has a very big pick guard, which is like kind of, you know, the shape of the body and the pick guard are the most iconic you know, immediately identifiable things about a Stratocaster. But he didn't want that huge pick guard on there to break up the pattern. So he had to like get creative with some of like the electronics and stuff and go in from the back rather than the front because normally those things are hidden under the pick guard. So he pulled out all the stops for this thing. It looks awesome. Like I can't... It would it would have won if he was 77 years old. But yeah. Then being 17, like, I don't know what this kid's going to go on to do in his life, but like, he's going to be successful in it. Yeah. And go through his YouTube channel, slide back into his Instagram feed. Like he's got a matching amp where instead yes. of using grill cloth, he did a Kumiko wooden speaker grill. Like it's it's just next level. I'm so impressed. Mm-hmm. And the black epoxy looks really, really cool in one of the Instagram reels he posted where he's wearing a black shirt. So it almost kind of like looks see-through oh, where yeah, it's yeah. black it like blends into the background yeah yeah it's really it. rad yeah so big i mean i just can't shout this out more so at make with miles all right and sort of watching this project unfold it made me think back to when i got my first sort of power tools and first started doing woodworking at when i was also a teenager probably i think when i was like somewhere between like 11 or 12 i think is when we got our first bandsaw me and my brother who's was two years older And watching this project unfold, I shared it a few times along the way. And what was really funny is I I shared it and I sort of commented about his age in the story. And I got some people that are like, oh, well, I I don't think that a 17-year-old could do that. I'm sure he had help. And I had this sort of back and forth with this. He wasn't quite a troll. He was just kind of being negative. And I was saying like, why do you think that? And he's just like, well, I just don't know any 17-year-olds that can do that. I'm like, well, now you do. (laughs) And the thing I sort of made to him is like, think about it, right? Like when I was that age, I had so much time to put into projects strictly for the sake of the project, right? And particularly, it was just competing with my other leisure time, video games, playing sports and things like that. So when I got into a making project at that age and I was really into it, I put a lot into that for a, a lot of weeks and a lot of days. And... I think it's like a great example of how if you put tools in young people's hands and teach them obviously proper safety, they learn so much faster. It's been proven over and over again that young brains learn faster than old brains. 
So taking that time and shout out to Miles and shout out to his family for for equipping him and and training him how to use these things or whoever sort of taught him these things or if he's self-taught. It's just a really inspiring thing to see. There's there's so much shit talking about young people these days because it's easy to go on social media and say that this generation is all about TikTok or it's only about this. Of course, digital media and social media are big parts of lives. And it's not just a big part of young people's lives. It's a big part of the freaking economy. Look at the things that are at top of the stock market. How many companies are over a trillion dollar valuation? A lot of them happen to be related to these platforms that people like to deride. So to see someone that age combine like contemporary materials like resin with like old-fashioned woodworking techniques, electronic guitar components, and like bring that all together and then share it with the world on social media. It's he's pulling different ideas from not just different time periods, but different parts of the world and mixing them all in to something that's uniquely his. He's got this guitar and he's got this amp. They're the only, they're both one of the kind in the world. And this 17 year old made that for himself. Let's go. I like it. It's really awesome. inspiring. It, it made me feel it really is. good. Yeah, yeah. I gave him. I gave him a little message and a little, little, uh, little shout. I didn't obviously unveil and tell him that I was sort of uh, <laughs> thinking he was going to win. But yeah, I, 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 yeah. It kind of, it kind of really hit me. It made me think about my whole journey getting started, the first projects, and sort of building up along the way, and just how much we underestimate young people sometimes. Right. Right. Big time. All right. Well, Congrats, I can't think of a better Miles. person Let's for go. that prize to go yep. to. I know. I'm excited that that prize is going to him. Hopefully he gets some cool stuff with it and keeps building awesome stuff. Yep. Yeah. So anything else that you guys want to mention? I know there were so many great entries. Yeah. We didn't mention all of them, but anything else? Do you mind if I just ring a few off really yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. Go okay. On. So there's a, there's a few that I want to shout out. Number one, John Vanderplug. Plug. He built a barbecue smoker out of just a couple of barrels. Like, I love this. It looks like a real smoker, and I'm sure it works fantastic. I, people around me growing up, they've all used DIY smokers. So this is awesome. Another one that I think is really cool, also related probably to cooking meats, are, well, it's from at Montaigne underscore Woodworks. And he built these really cool, uh, just cutting serving boards, but they've got like a mountain sculpture by oh, yeah. the handles. Oh, I saw that. that was dope. And I thought that was cool. It's just a really neat spin. You really don't see a lot of three-dimensional, you know, just like experimentation with cutting boards. So having those raised mountains on the face of the cutting board was really, really neat. I got one. Okay. Mino underscore makes. He made a chess set and he carved out oh, all the pieces. Yes. It's super dope. It's like, it's like, it's really my aesthetic, like that sort of sort of faceted abstract kind of shapes but you can still quickly tell which piece is with which and a lot of times when people go really abstract is you're like is this a rook is this a pawn what's what (laughs) so mino underscore makes cool chest spell that one for me m-i-n-o underscore makes i got perfect i got two quick ones so one was build xyz all one word yes i think he called it a pinball table so it's like a pinball machine that would be like a coffee table, but then it's got a mechanism in it where it can lift up. So it gets at that proper angle that you would want for a uh, pinball machine, which I don't know what that angle is, maybe a 6% grade. That's just a random guess. I have no idea. (laughs) That was really cool. And then another one, I don't remember who made it, but the pizza table, I think that one deserves a mention just for pizza (laughs) as a hobby. We love pizza. Pizza as a hobby. Yeah. Yeah, What is your hobby? Pizza Pizza as a hobby. (laughs) Eating, making, all of the above. So here's a really practical one that I think is cool. It's from Jeremy Canaria, and he's big into rock climbing. So he made a brush to clean off the grips. And it's like, I love this. Like, it's practical. It's much like the motorcycle stand one that you mentioned a while back, Mike, from PC Makes. Yeah. Yep. It's like, this is like taking the challenge so literal, and I love it. Like, I like doing this thing. This activity requires some accessories and tools. I'm going to make them myself so they're exactly the way I want. You know, one of the um, tangential benefits of this project compared to other ones, like hopefully they all had this benefit, but this one in particular, even if you made something and it didn't get any recognition, you still got to build something that's like for whatever it is that you're already into. Whereas opposed to like, if you just like, I'm going to build another coffee table that I don't need out of 
a sheet of plywood, it would be not as good as like having a uh, leather <laughs> ping pong paddle now. Yeah, it would be not as good. Mike, <laughs> I got a question. I got one more. Okay, I got a go question for, for you first. Do you like cocktails? Oh, I love a good mixed beverage. Do you like <laughs> smoky flavors? Like, uh, sure. Why not? We just talked about barbecue. You should check out Schaefer Makes. He made okay. a quick little cocktail smoking tray. So this is kind of a thing where you smoke the glass and the glass then holds some of the flavor and then you mix the oh, cocktail yeah. in it. Super simple. This is a fantastic sort of gift idea for any of those kind of pretentious mixologist people that you have in your life. And super easy to do. Great, like I said, great gift idea. You could definitely make some of these in time for Christmas right now. So let me, let me ask you guys makes. a let me ask you guys a question. So obviously, since I don't drink and I've never experienced that, how much of something like that would you say is show, and then how much of it is like flavor? Smoke because you smell it right before you drink it. It's actually quite a bit. Like I okay. think that's actually that would do more. It would probably be equal to like rimming the glass. We know, Mike, you love rimming too. <laughs> like with the orange Wait peel. a minute, bro. You brought the, you, you're the one that brought this up. I didn't bring this up. Like, you see how he brought that up and then immediately threw it at me like I did? I'm trying to include you in the conversation <laughs> about it. hobbies. Uh, Wait, man, I was just trying to relate. What are you talking about? Oh, and yeah, I know. Okay, but it's one of those practicality <laughs> things, I imagine, when it comes to the smoked beverages, right? So yeah. am I going to every day make a whiskey and add some No, oak? but when you got your... When you got your buddy it. come over that you hadn't seen That's in a while, it. you make you it celebrate. a nice little ritual. That's it. Yes. You got to figure out your signature that you you like your signature smoked drink that you bring out on occasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think we got to give a shout out to Zach Kersey who did the drafting table. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was super, super legit. Super fun project. Also, Nikki YD13 just went like. Hey, my Halloween's like Halloween and scaring oh, yeah. kids and did like the full <laughs> pop out skeleton out of that the was thing. Cool. I'm going to shout out Tommaso Javioli. And I think I said Gavi. Wow, dang it. You I can't it. say it, man. I think it's Tommaso G-A-V-I-O-L-I. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a post of all of the top 10, top 12, whatever we picked. And then I'm also going to do a post of all of the honorable mentions that I've talked about and that we've talked about. So you can find me at Modern Builds and just find these posts. That way, you know what we're talking about. But he built a whole kitchen station. Now, I thought this one was really cool because all he did was just get a piece of three quarter inch plywood as his backer. And then he made a whole kitchen setup. It's got spice racks, places for all of your oils your most common ingredients, but then also like a magnet kind of like rod so you can hang all of your knives, a roll for paper towels. It's basically everything you could need while you're right next to your stove so you don't even have to move to get it. I think it's really cool. And if you enjoy cooking, I mean, I couldn't think of this like a better thing for this challenge. Yeah, I got another shout out. I don't know if you guys saw this one, but this guy built a sim racing rig. Four Eyes Furniture? Have you guys yeah. heard of that one? Yeah, that, that one sucked, dope, dude. I hated that no, one. Okay, for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, Bruce Tro, I'm probably not saying that right, but he made like a iPad stand for mobile biking. So it's like, you know, a Peloton, but not a Peloton. Yes. But it's like a real high-end kind of like, uh, I don't know, arts and crafts or maybe like art deco looking stand. It's like a curved piece of wood coming up that holds his iPad up there. It's very elegant. Next, I got to give a shout out to the sausage body at Ace Wood Co. A-C-E Wood Co. This project is one of those just straightforward, really good DIYs. It's a table plant stand where the top is two layers of three quarter inch plywood cut into the infinite, infamous stadium sausage shape, body. sausage body, pill shape. All of There's the even above. more that I can't think of. And then, you know, just classy colored hairpin legs. It's just a good one. And I want to shout it out really clean out of Alberta. There was a, a putter. We didn't mention that one, right? Thomas oh, a golf Cust- putter? Yeah. And I was, I was seeing that one. I don't know anything about golfing really, but I was wondering if it's like regulation. Like, would you get kicked off the course if you're in a country club using your own putter that you made? I don't know, man. Like if you cork a baseball bat, maybe not with a driver. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like what kind of advantage could you possibly get from a putter? Like what could you do to cheat with a putter? Because mm, it's not a strength thing. No. Magnets. Yeah. I'm kidding. It I don't know. Quickly yeah, puts yeah. a magnet into the golf ball and another one into the cup and just whoosh, 
Oh, did you did you see that dude that made a or he turned a door into a bookcase oh, yeah. so it made it look like a secret room? I thought that was a really fun thing to do. I think it's going into his kid's room. So I that's just so awesome. If I was growing up and had that, I would think that was the coolest thing ever. Plus, it's extra storage right there in a normally dead spot. The door. Boom. Normally, you can't really do much with that. That wraps up the 2021 Rockler Challenge, the hashtag Rockler Hobby Challenge. And you know what? Go back and take a look at all the other ones. What do we have? The Rockler Plywood Challenge, the 2 2 by 4 Challenge, Bent the Rockwood. Yeah. So and the desk. If you go Rockler, hashtag Rockler Bent Wood, hashtag Rockler plywood you'll see a lot of these different projects it's kind of fun to, to sort of see them it's also a great way to find other people in the maker community that maybe have not as big of audiences and don't always get a chance to do their work out there but whose work is as good as anybody else's so these are a great place to sort of connect with people and yeah go make friends uh, give them a follow support each other in the community that's what this series is all about so thank you so much for everyone to participate Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Chris, for for hosting this with me. I just really like these things. They just feel good to just be around all this creative energy and seeing people do projects from big to small, recycled to brand new, woodworking to trash recycling, and just about everything in between. So shout to them, and thanks again to Rockler. Now, we got one little bit of time left. So what are you guys obsessed with? Mm, what have Chris, been obsessed with? I'll go what quick. do you got? So I've been... Lately, a lot. I actually put this on Instagram a couple weeks ago. So I sold a car that I had that was kind of like my fun car that I've had for the past couple Honda years. Honda Ridgeline. Close. Honda S2000. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. I, I didn't really talk about having it that much. It was that blue one, right? Yeah. I had the blue one. So I, I got it right before the pandemic started. I had it for two years and only got to drive it 800 miles because of the pandemic and like you know, I wasn't going anywhere. I didn't like bringing it here because then it's just going to sit in like a parking lot that it's probably going to get dinged up in or whatever. So I was parking in the garage. I didn't want to park in the garage anymore. We wanted to put my wife's car in the garage. So I sold it and I kind of want to get like something cheaper and like that I don't have to worry about as much as a fun car. So I posted a couple weeks ago on Instagram because the two that were, I'm kind of thinking about the most. So do you guys know what a Honda CRX is? Yes. Honda's, yeah. yeah, they're like these like little... It's like little, a two-seater hashback. Yeah, it's like a Civic. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a variation on a Civic, but I've always loved those. So I've always wanted one of those. And then I also like like the old Toyota pickups. I thought getting one of those might be kind of cool. And, and uh, it could be like a good character within you know YouTube videos and stuff like that. So I posted yeah. it like, which one of these should I get? And like I should have known, obviously, with the audience that follows me on Instagram, it's going to be like 80% for the truck. I actually right. personally think I like the CRX more. Like I feel like that would be more <laughs> unique and fun to drive. I think so too. So I've just been kind of keeping my eyes peeled. Like I'm not obviously desperate to get anything, but like if I see something good come along that, that fits the bill, I want to go for it. So I've been like every morning, I'll just like kind of quickly check on cars and bids and bring a trailer, which right. I don't know, it's just like fun to look at the different stuff that they have on there. And yeah, that's what I've been doing lately. Well, here's my take on it, Chris. Yo. You've already got, a ridgeline so you already almost have a truck so you're not gonna <laughs> sorry okay so if you're doing a materials or a supply run you're golden you don't need two right, trucks need truck. right so yeah, i don't if need there's... either of these things that's what i'm getting at so if you wanted you could get the honda and the car and you're getting like a little boost in agility you know you could get into tight parking spaces <laughs> yeah. The the old Toyota truck doesn't cross any of the boxes that the Ridgeline doesn't already. Yeah, they so just that's look why cool. I vote for the CRZ because I'm talking also, like a 1981 Toyota. Yeah, pickup. I know what you're talking about, and those are really fun. I think they look super cool, especially if you get some of the like sticker graphics on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those like crazy 80s graphics. Uh, also, with the hatchback, you could do some really cool like hobby type thing that comes out the back. Yeah, and you could probably <laughs> still get some plywood back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go pick up a little two by two sheets. I think the novelty factor of that is going to increase like so much greater. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, price wise, I have to imagine they're bottomed out and they're on their way back up soon, man. Also, yeah, they, yeah those, they're already back up. Those are really good cars. Like that thing will last. <laughs> like those yeah. like Honda, those old Hondas are like pretty indestructible. 
Yeah. So I've got some other stuff in mind too, but like those are those are the two leaders in the clubhouse right now. Gotcha. <laughs> Mike, what do you got? Okay, well first I want to call out Chris. Me? You didn't go too hard in the paint with your video that we were talking about in the last podcast episode where it was like oh roasting God. your projects. That's what you ended up calling your video instead of like uh, your design sucks or yeah, something so like that. I experiment. Okay. Let's talk about this. So yeah, that I want video, to, man. It, it's my most perplexing video that I've ever had. It's like qualitatively, I would say the best a video has ever been for me in terms of just pure positivity. Oh my God, I love this. This is exactly what I've been wanting. Views are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. To the point I'm like, this is hurting my <laughs> channel more than it's helping it, I think. So yeah, I, I'm I see not what you're giving saying, up man. on it just yet. Like I still want to keep trying it. I, you know, it might just be one of those things like it, it takes a little while to catch or like honestly interest in something like this is never going to be as big as it is in building something because not everybody cares that much about like design and, and designing furniture. It's, you know, it's a, a, a niche within a niche or whatever. So whatever, that's fine. But it's just funny to like, okay, here's a good one. So I did that Fiverr video like a month before that did even worse. Like people hated that video and they have like roughly the same amount of views. And the, the one it, it's the design one has like way more comments. It's 99% thumbs ups. Whereas the other one's like 60% thumbs up, which is terrible by the way. Like I know yeah. 60%, 60% is like F minus, 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 but like it makes no difference in views. So it's like, man, what thumbs ups and comments and all that stuff means just nothing. Watch well, time. And now no one even sees the dislikes. I know. Yeah. They took that away, huh? But everybody's still on their YouTube video goes and make sure to thumbs up this video because it helps the algorithm know that people are liking this and suggesting it. I don't think it does. Yeah. I no, if people either. wanted to be really honest, they would say, uh, if you really wanted to help, just make sure and start my video at the beginning and watch it yeah. all the way through. And then click that's the on another thing one you can right do. after. If you really want to be helpful, <laughs> just look for all the buttons right around this like window frame. Click all of yeah. them. <laughs> just click everything. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Just stay on this video. Hopefully, watch one of my videos next. If not, just don't leave YouTube next. Add it to is, a like, playlist. It's actually what you can do to, to help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was kind of annoyed that they got rid of the dislike button or the view. It, it is a helpful thing um, because, I mean, I think a lot of people use it as like a quick barometer for like, is this video going to answer the question that I'm trying to answer? Here's the use case where I use it the most often. If I'm looking for a movie trailer that for an upcoming movie, there's oh. a lot of like fake ones up there and you can quickly tell by the how many dislikes they have if it's not the real official trailer. Yeah. Yeah, what was the reasoning? I mean, obviously we don't know, but like, did they have a statement of what was the reason to get rid of it? They just don't want, you know, people getting their feelings hurt no. when they make bad videos, dude. I mean, my feelings get hurt when I make a good video. Here's my counter to the whole thing, right? Because I'm like, hey, I think it's a part of the whole YouTube culture to be able to thumbs up and thumb, th thumb things down, right? What are you going to do next? Like remove comments? That's how I feel. Right. And here's the reason why. Okay, so the video that got the most dislikes in history oh, yeah, is Rebecca, Back, Rebecca uh, Black's yeah. Friday, Friday. And it probably <laughs> got a lot song. of views. But the song that got the second most dislikes in history was Justin Bieber. So a bunch of dislikes at the end of the day isn't going to kill you. I so thought the most disliked one was like out. the YouTube Rewind video from last year. Oh, uh, yeah. I but yeah, maybe I think they took that down maybe, maybe right like away. Percentage-wise or something. Look, Mike, what do you got? Obsessions. Okay, so outside of the YouTube dislike fiasco, I am obsessed with this new tool that I've got to get my hands on. I've sent them a DM on Instagram just because I want to try it out. It's called the Steel Mixer. Google this, guys. Right, I got one. Go. So it's S-T-E-E-L-E -E -E Mixer. Yeah. I saw it randomly on Instagram. I gave them a follow and messaged them. I said, hey, you guys got to send me one of these. And what it is is essentially a completely manual concrete mixer. Mike, I have one in my living room. Oh, okay. Well, this is great. I mean, maybe you, they don't need to try it. I'm like, you guys can save it now. Yeah. Honestly, I'm on this, like, I'm going to review some things that I think are like too good to be true. Right. I got my battery review, my generic tool battery review in progress. And oh, yeah. I saw this tool. And just to explain to the listeners what it is, it's essentially a DIY concrete mixer. You can mix one or two bags, but it's all manual. 
It uses gravity and it's on this kind of pendulum where you rock the tub back and forth Mm -hmm. and it's counterweighted nicely to where you don't have to use too much effort. And, you know, internally it just mixes everything. You add the water and then you can dump it right out of the mixer. Um, So this is like just really cool if it works. Not to say that I am skeptical, but you know how things are whenever you see them, especially on Instagram first. You're like, wait a minute. Well, do we have the real-time review from Ben? This, I haven't tried it yet. It's still in the box. So, Mike, okay. you can christen it. Here's my thoughts on this. Actually, yeah, let's get some predictions because I've thought about this a lot. I think it's going to work really well. But I think the value of this tool is there's a few cases. This would be great if you were building like a mountain or a hunting cabin and you just need to pour some concrete footings into like the side of the hill to put in some 4 by 4 posts to kind of build the foundation of a cool little hunting shack. And okay. you could carry this on your back and mix concrete better than you could, you know, dragging a concrete mixer with no power cords up the hill. So one, I think there's some really good kind of like portable applications for this. But in that use case, it's competing with the bags where you just pour the concrete and the water in the bag and then you just kind of like mash it all around and then dump it out. It's not a cheap tool. It's expensive and it's really well made. It has like good ball bearings, so it swivels really nicely. I think the question will be, how easy is it to clean and what is the fatigue factor? Is this something where you could mix 10 bags in a day by yourself? Because I think the most that I've mixed in a day is like 20 bags by hand using yeah, like, like a in tray a wheelbarrow. And a trial. And like I was beat the next day, <laughs> pretty sore. So I think the getting a sense of how fatigue builds up and if it really does save that kind of back muscles and the sort of uh, the strain that you get from mixing by hand would be a good things but it's well designed it's well made and now i guess we just have to test it out but we have our predictions down we'll let mike take it in the field and then see what he says verdict all right there we go Man, the mike's gonna tell mixer. us about everything batteries mixers i'm out here just being a free promo guy all of a sudden i don't know <laughs> what's going on tester. but i'm doing it for the people i'm just trying to find just some man content that's out of the box Tools i'm trying to find people. some out of the box stuff here all right all right chris are you obsessed with anything no chris uh, already yeah, went crx's and, and oh yeah then it's been it's your turn i'm sorry so one is our friends over at semi-exact they launched a new oh, yeah. Kickstarter, Kickstarter and they are they're making moves. They're getting into like the full kind of furniture game in addition to the DIY components. So yep. we've talked about these kind of like really great steel bed legs a few times before, but now they've really completed it as a full kit. So if you know anyone in your life that needs a new bed, check out the semi-exact Kickstarter campaign. There's a whole bunch of goodies in there. They have a bunch of different offerings, really cool stuff, American made, recycled steel, powder coated heavy duty, lasts forever, really great product. Go check them out. Big time. Couldn't uh, couldn't double that more. And semi-exact.com. Oh, go for it. One last shout out for someone we missed from the Rockler Hobby Challenge. Waffle Beaver. He made the surfboard fins out of the recycled plastic. Really cool oh, yeah. project. Oh, yeah. Definitely deserves a mention. Shout out to Waffle Beaver. Also, good name. Easy to remember. Easy to say. <laughs> Waffle yes. Beaver. Immediately intrigued when you hear it. Exactly. Well, thank you, everybody, for participating. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you have any topic suggestions, ideas, or questions we should talk about on the show, DM us. You can find Ben at Benjamin Ueda. You can find Chris at Four Eyes Furniture. And you can find me at Modern Builds. Keep it real, everybody. We really couldn't appreciate these entries more. Check out the hashtag Rockler Hobby Challenge. Throw some projects on there still. Keep it populated. I'm sure people are always going to dip back and check it out every once in a while. So thank you, and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Later. Bye.